Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Shaken Red Nation. This is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of the Dream Take presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. What a day of sports, y'all. Crazy, crazy. The Houston Astros got it done. They won the World Series. And obviously, as a native Houstonian, we are celebrating here for, for me, for everyone. A great day for that. Also, for your college football fans out there, Clemson loses, Alabama loses. What a day. What a day. But also, wouldn't be complete without a Rockets loss. Final score, 129-117. to Rockets fall to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Saturday night. And a rough one at that. I think the score is a bit misleading looking at the actual game. I did watch the Astros game, but I also uh, know there were a lot of you that weren't, but I did have my second TV on the Rockets game. So I did have my attention towards that. Um, It was, they were out of it for most of the time. Minnesota shot over 60% from the field, over 45% from the three-point line. And the Rockets, although they shot pretty well too, 47% from the field, 42% from three, It just wasn't enough to keep track with the Wolves tonight. Uh, Box score, look, before we get into this game. Uh, 21 points, a team high for Jalen Green. Uh, 17 points apiece from Alperon Shangun, KJ Martin, and Tari Eason off the bench. Tari Eason played 24 minutes off the bench, went 6 of 8 from the field, 2 for 2 from the three-point line. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. struggled tonight, only 13 points on 3 of 12 shooting. And you have Eric Gordon, 11 points on four of nine shooting for him. Um, you also got nine points off the bench from Garrison Matthews. He made three of his six three-point attempts. Uh, but for Minnesota, they played without Rudy Gobert tonight. Uh, so their defense was a little bit out of whack, but they still got it done. 25 points from Carl Anthony Towns, 19 from Anthony Edwards, uh, 16 apiece for Kyle Anderson and Torian Prince, uh, 13 a piece for Jalen McDaniels and D'Angelo Russell, uh, Jaden McDaniels, excuse me. And Nas Reed had 11 points off the bench himself. So the thing with this Rockets game um, that kind of bothered me, I just feel like this team doesn't really have an identity or they have lost their identity along the way. Um, And I'm not sure exactly how other people feel about this, but this is how I feel. Um, through now it's 10 games through the season. They're one and nine overall, oh, and seven on the road. Obviously, no Jabari Smith tonight, so that's probably why the defense struggled. But I just feel like the Rockets don't have like a vision or they're not executing their vision if they have one. Um, to me, it just feels like it, it doesn't feel very organized, and I'm still trying to figure out this Rockets team. 
And maybe it's because they're an incomplete product, because they are. Uh, we knew this going into the season. Um, so it's not really a surprise that they are underperforming. Um, and I'd say this, like, you know, out of the 10 games so far that we've seen, um, you know, they've competed in most of them. I just feel like tonight they really didn't. Um, and I would I'd probably file this game under the Bucks game, um, the the second Utah game, maybe uh, the Portland game. So I would probably file this loss under those. Um, but it was just, I don't know, tonight they just really struggled to get any defensive momentum. Uh, offense, I think, was okay. But at the same time, I just feel like, I just feel like something was missing. Something's missing with this group, and I'm still trying to figure it out. And maybe it has a lot to do with the coaching. Uh, I'm sure it does. A lot of it does. But these guys got to figure it out on their own, too. Um, and I honestly just think, like, like the first half of this game, I really felt like the Rockets were playing with a little bit more energy. And, on, and I feel like once that, that second quarter happened, so they were trailing by six going into that second quarter. By halftime, they were down 20. And I feel like that second quarter really zapped out any energy they had left. Um, and they kind of just were limping to the finish line. And that's really difficult for a team that's trying to win games when you're kind of just folding halfway through. You know, I was, um, you know, earlier today, Orlando was playing Sacramento earlier today. And Sacramento was down 20 at halftime as well. They won the game. Um, so, so that's the thing. No lead is safe in the NBA. And I wish the Rockets played into that a little bit tonight. They didn't, though. Um, I just feel like once they saw, once they, once they took the deficit at halftime, it really kind of just went downhill from there. So ultimately, I'm, I'm struggling with this team. Like, I know that we want to build through the guards. And, and I feel like when I'm thinking of this team's identity, I look towards Jalen Green for that. And I look towards Kevin Porter, and I'm like, you guys are the guards. We want to build a team on guards. And I'm all for that because that's, you know, that's how Golden State won last year. They, they built through their guards. And I, and I do think you need, you need good guard play. However, it just doesn't seem like they have much else outside of that. And that is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly frustrating. And I'm sure that's, that's a lot of why people feel the way they feel about this Rockets team. Um, it just it just feels like a half baked product, um, and and maybe it'll change. Look, they've played a really tough schedule, and and I know that people are kind of tired of that argument, but it's true. You know, they they've played uh, seven of these ten games on the road. Most of these teams are probably going to be playoff teams at the end of the year: Minnesota, two Clippers, Suns, Blazers, Bucks, Grizzlies, Hawks. All of those teams will be in the playoffs this year possibly in the second round. Uh, the Jazz are playing like one of the best teams in the league right now. So they're the one exception in this, and they're playing out of their minds right now. So I, I do want to just, I guess, add a little bit of caution tape towards, you know, counting this Rockets team like dead, done in the water. Um, because I do think that it is a long season. They will turn it around. There's 72 games left, y'all. I'm not saying they're going to win all 72 of those games, but I do think that this ship will find its way back to where it's supposed to be. I just think that they 
have gotten really unlucky with the schedule. But also on top of that, I think that they are kind of losing themselves game to game. And if Jalen Green is really going to be the franchise cornerstone that we drafted him to be, he's going to have to play like end of last year Jalen and not beginning of last year Jalen. Beginning of last year Jalen's a good player, but he's not a number two overall pick. And I think that is the that is the disconnect right now with Jalen Green. I think that once we get like once Jalen Green figures whatever he has to figure out, then I think we're looking a lot better. I do. Um and I know a lot of people are like, you know, who's the next coach gonna be? Is it gonna be Abdel Feta? I really think it needs to be someone totally different. It needs to, it can't be another young player development coach. They need like, they need an experienced coach for this team. And I was thinking, you know, I, I know a lot of people might have been thinking, and this discourse may have come up on Twitter in the past couple of days, um, maybe towards the earlier part of this week when Steve Nash left the Nets. I don't think Steve Nash is the kind of guy you want either. I'm thinking of a guy like Terry Stotts or a guy that, you know, has just been around the block, has has seen teams grow. Quinn Snyder, uh, a guy like that who could really take this team, knows how to win at a high level, knows how to take a team from a low spot and move them and, and place the team in a position that's better than where they found it. And I, I just feel like at this point, Silas has, has kind of taken this team as far as he can. I just don't know if there's another wind in him, which is unfortunate because obviously really like Silas. Um, he's a great guy and I enjoy him um, as a, as, as a coach and as a person, but I just feel like he's taken this team as far as he can take it. And, and look, I don't, and a lot of people are like, well, he hasn't taken the team anywhere, which is true in a sense, but at the same time, I think developmental wise is, um, he has taken them, you know, pretty, like he's taken them in a better place than where he found it. I I do. But at the same time, we need a coach that can do that and have it affect our record positively. It just, it, to me, it does feel like it is a matter of if uh, it is a matter of when and not if for Silas. And I feel like the latest it will be is the end of the season. Um, I do think that's probably when it will be. But if if the team continues to lose, then there's a chance that it could happen. And I mean, you got a winnable game on Monday against uh, against Orlando. That's going to be huge because if you can't get that win, you've got Toronto on Wednesday. That's going to be a tough game, regardless. I know they're dealing with a bunch of injuries right now. Um, I know Pascal Siakam is out um, with a groin injury. Fred Van Vliet has been injured. So maybe that is a winnable game if they play well enough. I think they could figure out a way to to grab that one. Uh, but New Orleans is going to be a tough game to win. The Clippers, the Mavericks, maybe they can get the Pacers on November 18th. But wins are few and far between with this team at this point in the season. So let's let's uh, let's just keep like there's nothing we can really do as as fans. We kind of just got to watch it and see where it goes. Um, and now that, now that baseball season's over, you know, I did want to talk a little bit about the Astros because, you know, 10 years ago, the Astros were kind of in a similar position to where the Rockets are in right now. 
and I don't think it's going to take 10 years for the Rockets to really figure this out, but it, I mean, it might, it might, it might take 20 years, who knows? Um, but I do think that there, like what the Astros have shown us, you know, two world series, two world series championships in six years, four, four, you know, world series appearances in six years, um, you know, conference finals, conf- uh, LCS the last six years, but it came with a lot of losing before that. And I think that if the Rockets are like the Rockets, like that's kind of what they want to see, right? You know, the Astros were, I want to say the league's worst team for like at least two or like at least two years, maybe even three. And hopefully that isn't the case for the, hopefully that isn't the case for the Rockets. Although I could, I could definitely see that happen. Um, yeah, three straight 100 loss seasons. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Three straight 100 loss seasons, 2011, 2012, 2013. Four years after that, they won the title. So I think that it is within grasp, but it does take time. It does take uh, development. It does take getting the right guys. And I get it. Baseball is very different than, than basketball. Two totally different things. But at the same time, the sun will rise, and who knows, it may lead to a championship someday. As an Astros fan 10 years ago, I never thought that we would see the day where we would have two World Series championships in our lifetime. And here we are, you know, really, really feeling blessed um, to watch this whole Astros team go through what they went through um, and to get to where they were. Um, and hopefully they can pass some of that good fortune along uh, to our Rockets because we definitely need it. We definitely need it for sure. So hopefully we can get a little Astros pixie, pixie dust magic to this Rockets team now that the Astros season is over. They're passing the torch along to the Rockets, and we're along for the ride for the next uh, for the next 72 games. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this short and sweet episode of the dream take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at uh, the dream take and at dream shake SPN. You can also head to our Facebook page. Give us a like over there. Uh, you can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things, Houston rockets at espionation.com. If you'd like to follow my personal Twitter, you can do so at Jeremy Brenner. That's J E R E M Y B R E N E R. We'll be back on Monday with another episode of the dream take. Mike will be on. I will try my best to be on. I'm in Orlando, so I will be at the game. Um, I will be at the game. I can see this team live. I'm really excited. Um, this Orlando team is also really exciting, too. I, I'm, in, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Um, Orlando's got a lot of big men. They run through just their, their bigs, so I think it'll be a good test for the Rockets bigs. Hopefully, they'll get Jabari Smith back. Uh, I think find it really hard for the Rockets to win on Monday against the Magic without him. Um, Shangun should have a really exciting game as well. So that's the keys. Uh, if you The big men have to perform well against, uh, against Orlando. Otherwise, there's no chance. They have no chance. Um, so hopefully we can get that win locked in on Monday night, get on the right track once again. Again, thank you so much to everyone who has listened to us throughout the season. And until next time, go Rockets.